According to the American Marketing Association, a brand is a name, term, design, symbol, or any other feature that identifies one seller's good or service as distinct from those of other sellers. But what happens when the one that you've spent years, dollars, and copious amounts of energy creating no longer represents you anymore? Enter the rebrand. I'm Latasha, Latasha James, and most people that know me from the internet found me by searching YouTube for social media manager. I'd started posting freelancing and social media management content on my personal YouTube channel intermixed with makeup videos, daily vlogs, and lifestyle content back in 2017 when I was still working in-house as a social media manager for a Fortune 500 staffing company. I was also side hustling for a French startup as their community manager, and I started a series, Freelance Friday, to document my career journey. I didn't intend on that series to become my brand. I just looked at it as a part of it. I posted lifestyle content for fun, and my jobs were clearly a part of my life. But they weren't my entire life. I went full-time with my business in early 2019 after a tragic personal loss prompted me to reevaluate my life's purpose, my mental health, and my overall happiness. For the first couple years, I wore the hat of marketing firm owner and lead strategist, helping small businesses and startups manage their social media, ideate ad campaigns, and create video content for the web. The YouTube channel continued, I'd share behind the scenes of kitchen table photo shoots in a series called A Week in My Business. I'd post tips and tricks for beating the Instagram algorithm or social news and platform updates every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And over time, a little course that I had put together while still at my day job started to take off. It was a $19 course for people just like me at the time, at least, current or former corporate social media managers who wanted to start freelancing. I didn't think much of it. I just wanted to help other folks and make a few bucks along the way. But when demand for a follow-up increased, my business started to shift. I started taking on coaching clients, aspiring social media managers who needed help building their own brands. And I also created other courses like the now best-selling social media management toolbox, which helped get me my first high four-figure course month. And it was really only up from there. With my first cohort-based course, which is a hybrid between a self-paced course and a group coaching program, I saw my first five-figure course month and my first real bout of burnout in a really long time. You see, while building a lean, profitable coaching and digital products business, I was also managing a virtual agency, which required me to be on camera for some of our video clients, write strategy for social clients, and at the very least, sign checks and coach a team of freelancers that were working on my company's projects. I loved the work I did, yes, but I also felt a fierce sense of pressure to quote unquote do the work and live up to the job that was my number one YouTube keyword, social media manager. And I was. I hit my first five-figure social media management month just a few months after going full-time freelance. I was working on fun projects, getting great testimonials, and was creating a really good life for myself. 
but couple that with a growing personal brand on YouTube, which also came with more demands for enhanced video quality, increased uploads, and more community interaction, as well as an online education business, it was just too much. So this year, I let nearly all of my full-service marketing clients go. I still have a couple that are close to my heart, but I've more or less replaced and grown my revenue from being totally hustle, grind, agency work to intentional, semi-passive education work. I've went all in on serving my students and helping them create businesses that they love. My first cohort course has a 98% net promoter score. I've seen course alumni go on to make their first 10K months in their freelance businesses thanks to my tips and strategies. I've helped my clients become booked out coaches and consultants. I've helped them conquer their fears of getting on video, start YouTube channels, and so much more. And while this is something that I'm personally really proud of, it's also come with a sense of shame that's kind of hard to explain for outsiders looking in. You see, the internet isn't always kind to the pivot. It's also rife with sleaze. We've all seen our favorite YouTuber move from being the sweet girl next door from the Midwest to the LA sellout. The funny streamer who now only cares about subs and bits. The Instagrammer who was once creative and artsy, but now only really cares about the ads. I don't want to be seen as a freelancer who abandoned what I was known for to start selling snake oil. And you know, my advice to anyone building a brand is always this, it's do good work, be confident in that, and don't take criticism personally. One and two, got it. But three, that's easier said than done when quite literally you are the brand. Echo, the rebrand. I wanted to build a brand that could do a few things. One, give Latasha James space to just be. Be educational when I wanted to, yes, but also be silly, serious, or political if I felt called to. Keeping my entire livelihood under one name felt really stifling. One of the Instagram DMs that tipped me over the edge earlier this year was, Hey, Latasha, love your videos on YouTube. Can't wait to get more value from you here on Instagram. And I know that they meant well, but to me, it felt dehumanizing. And for them, I'm sure they either unfollowed or just rolled past my stories when they realized I mostly use them to share Spotify playlists and astrology memes, not marketing tips and resources. Building a clear home for my online business content felt like a good move. Two, outlive me. Morbid? Yes. But even Oprah has Harpo Productions and own. Part of my journey as an entrepreneur is building generational wealth since I was born to none. Should I ever decide to have children? Should I die before my husband or my mother? Or should I ever choose to sell my company? This part is really important to me. And three, grow the brand alongside my students and my own entrepreneurial journeys. As mentioned, I'm not just a social media manager. In fact, I'm not one at all really anymore. That was a job that I had post-college. I'm now a 30-year-old employer of five, and many of my students are growing beyond that original keyword too. Social media management is a fantastic entry point into digital, but service-based work, aka freelancing, has a ceiling. 
you can only charge so much for services and you can only put in so many hours. Though not impossible, building something like a digital product or an ultra premium consulting service is a more likely path to high six and seven figure success. And my personal brand started by telling my story and that's the only thing that feels right to me. I don't know how to be anything other than just myself. So that's what I'm gonna keep doing. So the idea was born. Instead of simply Latasha James's courses, I'd house all of my courses, the social media management toolbox, the social media management roadmap, the social media management accelerator, and the new signature course for launching an online business coming soon under one name. This would also open up the possibility of creating co-branded courses with other creators under a revenue share model. And I'd build a website that acted as a repository for the hundreds of videos I've already created, guiding people down the path of online entrepreneurship. I'd still post under my own name on YouTube, but I'd more formally take on the role of CEO, not act as the brand itself. I looked at people like Chelsea Fagan of The Financial Diet and Joanna Weeb of Copy Hackers as models. The other side of that would be an Amy Porterfield or Marie Forleo, who I kind of previously looked at as my model, and that's a perfectly fine route to go down, but I ultimately decided that wasn't for me. The name, Online Business Launch Lab, came to me where all of my best ideas do, in the shower. I'm a sucker for alliterations, and one of my viewers had called me a social media scientist in my YouTube comments not long before the idea came to me. And though it's a bit of a mouthful, Online Business Launch Lab, or OBLL for short, just felt right to me. So after a basic business plan, the first order of business for me was hitting up my trademark attorney. I had Anna Skumal on my other show, The Freelance Friday Podcast, right around the time I was dreaming up this brand. I figured if I was going to go through all the work of rebranding, creating a new course, and potentially losing people along the way, I should protect my brand. I'd also had some issues with copycats or people creating brands or programs very similar and or identical to courses that I already offered. So trademarking the new name would enable me to send them cease and desist if they did that for this brand. In addition to OBLL, I also trademarked some of my best-selling courses so that I could protect them as well. Next up was visual identity. I worked with a designer that I met on 99designs by Vista for my personal brand logo maybe a year or so ago, which I really loved, so I reached back out to him. I had mocked up a very rough logo idea in Canva and provided it to him as a reference, which worked pretty well. But if you're starting from scratch, I do really like using the 99designs design contest feature, which allows you to get a ton of briefs from designers on the platform before deciding on one. I'll leave a link in the show notes for you to get $20 off your first design on the platform should you decide to go that route. For colors, I wanted to step a bit outside of my normal, neutral comfort zone without being too overtly feminine. Believe it or not, nearly 50% of my audience and around 30% of my clientele are either men or non-binary folks, and I've never subscribed to the whole girl boss brand myself anyway. I'm certainly not against it or whatever feels empowering for people, but I've always really enjoyed male perspectives in my life, so why would I limit my business to working with only women? 
My designer asked me to create a Pinterest board for logo and color inspiration, and I also provided him with some hex codes sourced from coolers.co, a free color palette generator. And while we're talking about it, there is a fine line between inspiration and copying. My rule of thumb is that for any mood board I create, I must pull from at least 10 different sources. This is true for Pinterest boards I send to my photographer, more on that in a future episode, boards that I create when designing websites or anything else really. So instead of sending my designer just one or two really cool logos, I sent him dozens. I also gave him creative control to tweak my color palette and designs based on his expertise. I think that's really important when you're hiring people to realize that they are the experts and you're doing yourself a favor if you allow them to do what they do best. Color psychology is a whole thing, but in short, I wanted my brand to feel refreshing, trustworthy, and fun. Thus, a palette based off of warm orange tones, friendly, soft purples, for wisdom, and a pastelish green, wealth and health, was born. It is kind of girly, I'm going to be honest, but I feel like the men and non-binary folks in my circle will get it and will still vibe with it. (laughs) And that's pretty much where we are now. The first cohort of the Online Business Launch Lab Accelerator course is kicking off in January 2022. It's open for enrollment now though, so if you're looking to build, launch, or scale a service-based business, a digital products business, or a coaching business, look for the link in the show notes of this episode to secure your seat now. And a little bit about the idea. Well, before the name or desire to create a new brand, this program was already in the making. I've actually had some variation of this curriculum in my Google Docs for about three years, but I wanted to achieve certain personal milestones before teaching the subject matter. Specifically, I wanted to make six figures in each area of focus that I'd be teaching. Service-based work, coaching, and digital products. The structure is similar to one of those choose-your-own-adventure YA books. You'll tell me what you'd like to focus on during our eight weeks together. You'll then attend a weekly all-student live lecture covering a business concept like purpose, operations, customer experience, content marketing, or mindset. And then throughout the week, you'll work independently through on-demand lessons, worksheets, and templates. You'll also have access to small groups for networking and accountability. The golden rules of OBLL are as follows. First, stay focused. This means you'll pick one service, course, or coaching program to launch and or improve, and not try to work on a little bit of everything. Despite being multi-passionate and really loving to do a lot of things, staying focused really is one of my biggest secrets to success. Next, be true to you. I believe that we all have a unique set of innate superpowers, and our businesses are better when we use them, not other people's ideas. Three, follow the data. I teach people how to build lean, profitable businesses. I can't teach you how to hire a thousand people or pitch to a bunch of investors because I haven't done that and I don't want to do that. Being profit first also means being data first and using the numbers to provide you answers. Don't worry, I'll teach you how to read a profit and loss sheet and your Google Analytics in OBLL. And lastly, trust the process. I've created this program over years of learning, failing, 
winning, talking to people, and just doing the work. It's laid out in a specific order for a specific reason, and even though you might not want to look deep into your finances or analytics today, trust the process that you'll be better for it if you know how to. So, in between now and the first class, I'll be refining the program, which is already mapped out but needs to be beautified a little bit. The website is going to be launching soon, and I'll also be documenting the journey here for you. This podcast was a late night idea, which seemed a little bit out there, but again, it just felt right. It's me taking messy action, me pushing myself to work in public and to talk to people, something that truly terrifies me. So inviting people I admire onto the show is one way of conquering that, I guess. I'll have guests join me for most of the episodes over the next five weeks. We'll hear from people who help me with this launch either directly or indirectly, from the photographer I worked with to a TikTok strategist who encouraged me to post my first one. If there's anyone you want to hear from, don't be shy. Send me a note on Twitter or Instagram at James and let me know. Otherwise, I'll be back here same time and place next week for a new one. If you happen to be listening on Apple Podcasts, I would be forever grateful if you left me a review of the show since it's brand new and we're starting from scratch. That's it. That's all. Thank you so much for listening and have a fantastic day. Mm-hmm.